Welcome home radio podcast. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Our team is here with answers to guide you through the buying and selling process. We encourage you to ask questions. Please comment on this show or visit us at welcomehomeradio.net for more information. Bringing real estate, lending, and education together in one place and to help you make the right home decision for you and your family. Here are your hosts, Blair Thomas, Tom Holm, Alan Pace, and Jeff Duffy. And welcome to Welcome Home Radio, where real estate, lending, and learning come together. It is September 20th, and with the limited supply of homes, many people are turning to condominiums and townhomes as options. And we want to discuss the pros and cons of condominiums and townhomes today. So please ask questions, like, share with you. Let us understand what you're thinking about this, but we want to get right into it. What is it? And and welcome, guys. I've got Jeff. I've got Tom. I've got Alan with us today, and we're here to talk. Oh, boy. Tom is wrapped up. He must be coffeeed up, ready to go. Everybody doing well? Yes, sir. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Got the bell going on. Tom, if you would, please do us the honor to help our listeners and us understand what is the difference between a condominium and a townhome? Why would you have two different names? The buildings look just the same. What's the difference? Well, uh, they um, they don't look exactly the same. We'll put it from the end run as far as the ownership piece. It's how you own the property itself. A condo when you refer to that, you are buying space within a within a property's boundaries. We call it a wall-to-wall mortgage when we do those mortgages because you're actually just taking ownership of the space. And your space, if it's a thousand square feet of space, and there's ten thousand square feet of space that all the people own out there. In other words, there's a hundred other. Um, what would that be? 10 other, whatever. If I've got units, if I've got a thousand square feet and there's 10,000 square feet in the whole thing, I basically own one tenth of everything that is being done for that property. So the common maintenance for the uh, pool, the common maintenance for yards, uh, staff that stays on to make sure everything's working okay, all that is shared by me. And I just own the space I live within. Now, with a townhome, you actually own the townhome, the actual walls themselves. Typically, townhomes come with a little front yard with a little back patio type circumstance. You still have a shared responsibility, however, with the other homeowners like you would in a condo, typically through your HOA that you share cost of uh, mowing the lawn, at least the front lawn, watering the front lawn, and then sharing, you know, commonalities that you see. But the real difference is you own land with the townhome 
or patio home. Whereas with a condo, you just own the space you live in. So if I say this, if we only own the interior walls and nothing else, that's a condominium. If you own the exterior walls and a little land outside, that is a townhome and that is a property in itself. Now, both of them have HOAs. We understand and that common areas are paid by the HOAs. But a condominium, again, is just the interior walls themselves might be a little less on insurance, but could be a little bit more in HOA dues. And so what we want to talk about is the pros and cons of these. And right off the bat, I want to discuss something that many people don't seem to understand or don't understand that difference. And again, that's the key one, understanding whether it's a townhome or a condominium. But generally, when you talk about financing a condominium, you're generally going to understand a report that you have to pay for on that condominium development that is required for the lending. And what is that report called, Tom? Condo Homeowners Association report. It's, it's basically a financial who owns what, how much it is, something along that. But you have to pay for that, and that is paid for upfront. It has no guarantee that you will be able to buy the property or not or finance it. But that is a cost of anywhere from six, I've seen up to $1,000 that you pay for, for that HOA to send you this report. It gives ownership percentages. It gives information about the demographics and the update, the historical tracking. And why is this important? Why do we want to know? about that the biggest well, who's, thing, who's the ahead. who's the we when you say why do we want to know about who is well that report i think is the, the key yeah, to, we're partnering with you we're helping to buy this the lender the title everyone that's helping you buy this property we need to understand the makeup of that property and the challenges or the goes go-aheads because if anyone owns one-tenth or more of that property, it becomes a concern. Y'all know why? You got too many units that now are controlled by the ownership of the, uh, by a single owner. And why would that be a concern? So what, Tom? I just have my little piece. He has whatever he wants or she wants. Why does that bother me? Well, go to a homeowner's meeting and find out. <laughs> well, I don't have time on the radio show to do that for them, but. Uh, and that's not a lot of fun, typically. Why would anybody want to be concerned with that? I mean, I think risk would have something to do with something here. It's a big part of risk. Yeah. But why? Well, if you have 10% of the units go into foreclosure, uh, you lose your uh, ability to do FHA and VA loans with the property. Okay. But I think one that's more advantageous, let's say I go into this and the HOA dues are $120 a month, but suddenly that person decides I want carports for everybody and the vote is made. And because of their ownership, they're able to pass something. And all of a sudden your monthly dues on an HOA jump up to $400 a month because all these car uh, uh, carports have to be paid for. And that becomes an ownership issue that you take on. Maybe you disagree with it, but you still have to pay for it. And that is a risk when you understand or don't understand the 
home ownership or the ownership of the condominium percentages. And that's a concern for a financier so that we understand, is there a risk of that being increased? Alan's right. There's a risk, but it's something that you may or may not be able to control. So, you know, the other thing that these things is with risk is these foundations go bad and everybody shares the cost of that too. It's, it can be a mess. It, it, it can be. I mean, again, if roof repair, if anything that goes on in a condominium, those are shared expenses. And if they're, if all of a sudden some, a small group of them decide, Hey guys, it was too hot this summer. I want a pool and we're going to put in a big slide. We're going to put in a great you know place for kids to play. All of a sudden that cost is translated across all of the condominiums, whether you agree or disagree. And right now there's a condominium down in Dallas. Their HOA dues are $600 a month. Just the dues. Yeah. Well, that's and, good. Huh? That sounds good. They must get a lot of lot of good stuff because of that. Well, they get interior parking below the building, but... And you know, a lot of it park. is still location, location, location in Dallas because I've dealt with some condominiums that they basically were apartment complexes in the 70s. And then they just kind of redid them and made them yeah. condominiums. And I mean, it looked like Lucy and Ricky were in there cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> and so it, you know, but their their dues were really high and they didn't have a lot of stuff. You know, they got the trash, the water, the maintenance. But boy, the maintenance was a lot. Uh, they covered a lot of the stuff, you know, the buildings, the roofs, just, it was a mess. And I don't want this to come across. We're just going toward a con right now of condominiums. What are some pros that go along with a condominium? Uh, they generally are less cost of, costly, aren't they? They're a little bit cheaper than a townhome. Absolutely. What other, uh, and insurance? The, 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 the condo aspect is you're putting less up front. It's less to get in. You've got your home. You're ready to go. But typically your HOA fees, because everything you just described in the last couple of minutes, your HOA dues are typically higher in a condo than in a townhome. Well, that equals so, low. So it, it's kind of kinda, it's kind of like I've got this to put down and buy my new home right now. And OK, if the fees are higher on a monthly basis. I can handle that compared to I don't have as much to put down, so I can't. I'm not going to buy a townhome at this time, even though the do again. It, it's it's everybody weighing out what what their what their capabilities are and what's best for their finances, right? But from a personal standpoint, if you want pros, it's you know stuff like low maintenance, affordability, location, um, amenities. You know the pools and the tennis courts and things like that, and. Um, and some of them use them for investment portfolios. And I think a lot of that is under the gun nowadays because of Airbnb and all that. But, you know, those are some pros. I think, you know, if you're, if you're young and getting started, you don't want a yard and you don't want, man, you don't want to get a ladder and all that stuff. You know, you just want to, you want to live, go to work, come home, live, go to work. And then think and about even if you're, even if you're young, I've, I've there, we've, we're all closing with some, you know, people that are many generations younger than us. And if they're smart, they're thinking about it by that well, condo. The, and they're, they're thinking down the road. Well, I'm going to go ahead and hang on to this. And there's baby boomers moving into them because they true. don't want maintenance anymore either because they've already been on the ladders and that stuff. So interesting. 
Well, I don't, again, I don't want to make it into a, a pure negative thing on condominiums, but there are starter set, starter opportunities, investments. You just have to be aware of the risk when you do that. So the future, uh, again, Wayne Gretzky, the great one, said it best. Most hockey players skate where the puck is. I want to skate where the puck's going to be. Where is this going to be down the road? Is it an investment long-term? Is it a short-term? Are we going to flip this? Understanding those risks and rewards go into this. Townhomes. Townhomes, again, we own the exterior and the interior walls. Insurance could be a little bit more. Still have HOA dues. Still have property tax on both of these. One could be less, one could be more. But in a townhome, you have control of that home itself, the front door, all of those things that go on around your yard, small as it is, backyard, carport, or garage, all of that is yours. And so I see this as more, and the loan programs available for townhomes are much easier, and you don't have to do certain things like you do a condominium. Is that correct, Tom? That that is definitely correct, and you threw out a lot of stuff as far as you know the investment part. Condos traditionally are not great investment situations. I mean, if you find condos at one point and you can pick up seven, ten of them, you know, at one point because of uh, they're they're they they tend to fall apart faster as far as value is concerned. And that's because you're reliant on everybody else to maintain the value of their condo in relationship to yours. So condos by their nature, I would never, I've, I've invested in condos and I learned a lesson that the HOA has such strength and power that they can stop things from happening that should be done and they can make things happen that shouldn't be done. So it's, 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 you don't have control of the property and that's just the nature of condos from the investment side. Now, a pro would be as far as living in one is it does provide you with housing the first time they won't go up traditionally in value like uh, a standard stick and brick house will. But if you buy a condo, you're going to be buying the same square footage a little bit below the market, what you would pay for a stick and brick house. And that way you're again getting your, you know, your first equity purchase. If you dedicate your time to paying it off, then you've developed the equity that you need to go to the next place and perhaps buy a standard stick and brick. So are you also saying, since you said, and if I understand correctly, condominiums don't have the inerrant equity growth in them, but therefore you're also not paying what you would pay out on the market with a condominium. There, and that's the trade-off. I mean. Right. So a good starter home. It would be a decent starter home. I see a lot of people that are moving to their beach homes, lake homes that are like town, like condominiums and leaving the city when they retire or do they make that choice and they go and then they permanently live there and it becomes a more prominent uh an importance but you can pay these off you can outright own them but you still have those hoa dues hanging over so 
Want to remind you, welcomehomeradio.net. You can find all of our series. You can ask your questions there. You can like and share us. If you see value in our talks or our discussions and any ideas, we do encourage you to ask questions that you are concerned with. We will try to answer them in the next series or meet you right there. So uh, want to go I, do, I do want to say something from the earlier question you had about the 10% thing. I've kind of been looking this up on the uh, Fannie Mae form 1077. Uh, that's the condo questionnaire that you talked about earlier. The 10% rule, the reason Fannie and Freddie don't like it is if 10%, if one owner can default on 10% of all the units, that's too large of a risk for Fannie and Freddie to take on. That's the baseline for why the 10% rule is there. Okay. So a standard, <laughs> standard loan program, FHA or Fannie and so forth could not be used. Uh, but it also goes back to, hey, one person or a smaller group of people can control dues on HOAs and decide for the whole group. Well, the dues still have to be controlled. Typically, changes in dues will only happen if you've got a 50, 51% agreement to change the dues. Yeah, but if five people have 10% each, guess what? Five people can make a decision for 80, 90, sure, 100 sure. people. I understand the math. So, well, I'm glad you do. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. third grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I smarter than a fifth grader? I'm not positive. <laughs> No, you would well, be I think asking the questions. And by the way, do you know that Mr. Champion is right across the middle of your face on your foot video? Oh, put it back up there, monkey butt. Come on. Usually, <laughs> usually they black out my eyes. Let's see if we can do that. So well, I think in general, though, condo, townhome, or you're buying your brick and mortar home on a standard lot and block. HOAs are involved. And so you then have to make that decision. Everything you guys were just saying is like, sometimes it may be more important in a condo or townhome association to be involved so you're not caught off guard. I mean, that that's part of the things you have to think about of, do I want to mess with that? Going to a meetings and getting on committees and things are totally different stories, but oh. it's keeping yourself informed. So especially, I think, in a condo or townhome. So you're just not caught off guard. Very true. Good point. And yes, well, I've experienced, you know, in, in townhomes, um, they've been a great landing place for divorcees because you generally get a two-car garage, a little more safety when you pull in with your kids. Um, and I've noticed um, a little bit more community in a townhome, I would say, um, you know, school bus routes, things like that. Uh, so there's a lot of advantages to townhomes when it comes to um, you know, just raising your family and, or just being you and going to work without all the maintenance and the trouble of, of the stick and mortar thing. So, um, there's a, there's a lot of good things about townhomes. If it's, if it's what you're looking for, it can certainly be a great place to live and, um, and, you know, raise a family or, or get through whatever situation you're in. Well, one of the things that I find with a condominium is more like an apartment because of the walls, you can hear, you, you do live life with your neighbors. 
Um, I got a bigger stereo. They got to live their life with me. So, <laughs> so then that would be the mindset is, and you guys are uh, well ahead of me on this is then that's the mindset of equity between an apartment, between the two, right? What are your goals? What are your long-term? What do you want to, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. I mean, again, the step, if you're going to step and you're going to grow in the opportunity to own real estate, condos can be a great process, but I, I have flashbacks to Italy and visiting <laughs> is it world war ii visiting the fam no <laughs> world war one don't <laughs> i can see tom thinking he ain't no fifth grader he's working at math again <laughs> but literally going in and seeing and then all of a sudden you're having dinner and then upstairs decides to have an argument and guess what you're all a part of the argument because of the stomping and the yelling and it's right there at your dinner table, whether you want it or not. I feel like you get that more in a condo than a townhome. Oh, no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like a condominium is just like an apartment, except you you get that and you have those. And especially if you're living there, uh, yeah, it, it can be a, 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 that's just one factor I think people need to know is noise, uh, as you talked about, square footage, location, location, amenities. Uh, I think, you know, Jeff hit it on the head too, though. Equity, it's a big deal. It's what, that's kind of the lost thing right now with interest rates being high and all these mixed messages in real estate. And, you know, well, we, we want to build equity. We just can't get a house because it's 7%. And, you know, I, I just think townhomes, condos, you know, if it's something that you got into, you know, five years ago, you're doing pretty well. You know, and so I think Jeff's right when when he touches on equity, because I think we forget about that too often. And I would say it's a pro, you know, well, I think right. they don't appreciate like, you know, a home would maybe in some areas, but they do appreciate. And gosh, if you get the right townhome or condo in an area where they put Jerry World up or they revitalize a downtown Dallas or they, you know, it can appreciate pretty quick. So it's it. The bottom line is it's, it's money in your pocket and as, as opposed to renting. Did Blair freeze? I think uh, it looks, looks like it. He looks pretty frozen to me. Yeah, he does. You know, we, we can finish talking about him. We can just hey, go on. Okay. He'll, he'll come back in, but I don't you well, think he should shave this evening. I think his hair's growing. <laughs> oh, look. He, it's funny. Well, he's shaking he's, his head because he freezes. Back. He freezes and the professionalism goes out the window. <laughs> Apparently, he could still hear us while he was frozen. <laughs> That's all right. Oops. But I think equity is a big deal when it comes to townhomes and, and um, condos. It gets lost in the daily chatter about home ownership, and it shouldn't. And well, I think you said something, Alan, that's very important. So many people are are focused on a 7% mortgage rate when they're not even looking at their credit card debt that's running at 21 to 30% interest rate. And if they would do a blended rate comparison, they would probably, again, grow in net wealth due to that appreciation of real estate. Real estate is a 90% positive bet for you after an 80 plus year history of tracking only seven years of negative growth. 
seven years across 80 decades and decades. If anybody's staying longer than seven to 10 years, you will have a positive equity growth out of any mortgage or any home you buy. And what we're talking about is net wealth. And you can't say that about credit cards or buying a car no, or buying furniture. You know, you don't make money off any of that stuff. Now, if you bought the right car 30 years ago, heck, you never know. But then yeah, again, a Willy, a Willy from World War II would be a great investment right now because they are dependable. They're easy to repair. I can even work on them. So, uh, yep. no, that's I, very true. Yeah, but I, I just think Jeff said it right. You said it at the right time because we were we were getting carried away with pros and cons and financing and all that. And a lot of times, what real people just need to hear is, "Gosh, it's a way I can make money." I, you know. It ain't a very fancy condo, but at least if we're going to rent an apartment and I'm paying about the same monthly, let's, if I got good credit, let's figure something out, you know? Well, here, here is one question I've been dying to ask about this. Is condominiums a different database when they talk about resale? Because resale right now, if there is a limited supply of, inventory available, I got to believe resale value on a condominium is is equal to what our home or townhome would go, or is it different? Is it tracked differently? How is that? Yeah, I I don't know how they establish the numbers, but it's when you do comps, it's pretty hard to do comps for stick and mortars down the street versus, like Tom said, 100 units and you're going to own 10% of them or something. So you, you kind of have to go with that. And I would think any good lender would want that information too. What are these, what are these specific condos going for? What is their history? Do they have a lawsuit going in the HOA and things like that? Um, so I don't know how they arrive at the databases, but um, you know, you do want to know the general area. How are those homes performing? Is there a new football stadium going in or a new highway going in or that kind of thing? But when it comes to the specific community of condos, as a buyer, I'd want to know what those condos have been doing. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But I just if, if everything's equal, then I got to believe with a limited supply, condominiums will be in demand just as much as a townhome or a home that resale would be there so that equity growth you can realize. Right now, so many people want to realize their growth and equity in their home by doing a cash out or utilizing or selling now, buying something else, upgrading, right-sizing. Uh, but the only way they can do that is are they able to sell it. And yeah, and the one thing I think different between stick and mortar and condos too is, you know, if let's say there is 100 units off of 75 and park or something like that. And, you know, there's seven of them for sale or one for lease, six for sale. Um, the prices can be different, but they're not going to be tragically different, like a hundred thousand dollars more. What generally happens is people do a complete rework of the interior because that's all they can have control over. And, they make everything upgraded, the, the stoves and the refrigerators and, you know, whatever else is in there. And when you walk in and it's a really clean condo, completely upgraded, um, 
Your electric bill should be a little bit better. You don't have to take cash out of your pocket to go buy things at Nebraska Furniture or something. And, you know, so, but that doesn't equate sometimes to like a brick and mortar home does on price of the house or the condo. It, you know, if it's a $300,000, it might be a 315,000 or something, you know, whatever. Or a 200,000, it might be 2085. You just, it, that's one thing I've noticed. I don't do a lot of condominiums, but I've done, you know, a few over my, my history here, but that's kind of what I've seen. It's, it's just a little more quaint. Well, you, have, you have the same roof and the same foundation impacting them all. And is this, is this a fair comparison? Let's look at it this way. As I keep my dog and I keep kicking my stand with my computer, uh, my laptop. Um, is this a fair comparison? Let's consider it this way. If you own a, your lot block home, you have to make decisions of how you're taking care of that property, right? What's it going to look like in the neighborhood? I'm going to upkeep. I'm going to repair, freshen up paint, take care of all the aspects of going in that property. If you're in a condo, it's you and another hundred people working together. Now, how is that group going to work together to take care of that property and make sure it's kept up, it's brought up to date, or it's just everybody's paying their bills and just sitting there? Is that a, a fair, fair comparison? Is that a good that way to compare it? I mean, I mean, everybody has to make decisions. It, it, it's not a bad thing or a good thing. You're just working with a group of people instead of sitting here going, I'm making this, this, this decision on my own for my property. If you're going to add and give me many more wives to make decisions, I don't want it. anything to do. I got one. I only need one. I can only handle one. Hey, uh, monkey bet. Do you have the beep thing handy? The little iPad or whatever. <laughs> I want to beep dump that. that word dump out. it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, Jeff, it is a compare. It is. Perfect. Tom, did you do that? Of course. I There'd be the so much days. more of this if Tom had control of that. I miss the old You days. mentioned that earlier, and he had to pull it up. I was only wondering when. Well, well, we did, there's only four of us here, and we can't agree most of the time. So, Jeff, the validity of that is so true. If you're trying to bring 100 all together, it's almost impossible. <laughs> but there is some there is some fair comparison. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There is some fair comparison there in that in neighborhoods you always have people that don't want to do what there's, you know, they don't want to they don't want to do it. They want right. flowers and trees in the front yard, no grass or stones like they're in Arizona or they'll bring their trash cans in on Wednesday if they got taken out last Friday or there's always that in a neighborhood too. So but it's the thing I think is different is you don't have to listen to them in the bedroom, right? In the adjacent <laughs> wall. <laughs> Fair enough. Or about the guy at uh, the family that likes the Christmas lights all year round, right? Yeah. You have those. Oh, I'm telling you, there's two in our neighborhood right now. They never take them down. They just leave them there. I don't know. We but have one. Okay. It looks fine. We have one that loves Halloween and, and it's in the next neighborhood over, but they leave all year round. It's just amazing. Well, guys, I don't, and summarizing this, we've talked about some good things. We've talked about some, some risk you need to be aware of. Ask us questions. Be sure to ask your realtors, discuss that with your lender. Make sure you understand because there are additional risk and cost in looking at condominiums compared to townhomes. 
Uh, it doesn't change as much with townhomes to homes, but the bottom line is you need to be aware of those and those big differences, insurance costs, taxes, as well as HOA. So thank you so much. God bless. I'm Blair Thomas. And I'm... Tom home. And I'm Alan Pace, and I'm going to church right now. And I I'm Jeff started. Duffy, and I'm going to go find my walkout music. <laughs> I, I got to find my walkout. God bless. Y'all take care. Welcome home radio production provided by Lunatic Digital. Check the listing of this podcast for the links to our sponsors. And don't forget to like, share, and follow us on social media. Visit welcomehomeradio.net for more information. This was a Lunatic Digital production. Visit lunaticdigital.com for all your digital needs.